the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer, live here at Millburgers Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Lots of folks out here today on this bright sunny day. Yeah, uh, we encourage not you. Too to, hot? No, it's not bad. It's uh, uh, we're on the porch, so that makes it nicer too. Yeah, and uh, under the trees. But uh, we encourage you to come on out and uh, ask your gardening question in person. Or uh, if you uh, want to, you can call us, too, at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, you can tell us what's going on in your world. Whoops. Uh, uh, let me... Uh Queen caterpillar. Okay. They're pointing at a bug. Man. Yeah, the caterpillar. All right. So what's going on, Trace? How you doing? I'm doing all right, except for my phone still don't work, so I didn't get any of my availabilities. Oh, no. So I, don't, I can't I can't tell you what's coming this next week because I, I haven't been able to order anything. Oh, that's right. Oh, dear. How about that? Can you order them remotely or I, drive up to Kinko's? And I'll, I'll make some phone calls really quick in the morning. Okay. And uh, try to secure what I can. There you go. Yeah, we got. I got, I got excited because one of the one, one of the vendors had emailed and uh, had a bunch of different types of mallow hibiscus on there. Ooh, oh, good. But uh, oh. so I again I can't fax it back, so I texted it back to her. <laughs> I saw the. And then I got a text back saying um, we don't have any of that anymore. Oh man! Oh no! We got to get you a substitute. I saw the ones that everybody taken with. Uh, the red's pretty uh, showy. Yeah. With the leaves, the red, red leaves, red bloom. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty red. I've got a solution for you in just a little while. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. As I was walking in, I walked by the uh, purse line. Uh Uh-huh. Full bloom out there. And uh, I'm, I'm taken back by that yellow out there. Uh, oh, see how bright that yellow is out there? The one on this uh, chair, or yeah, the first, or this yeah. table rather. I'm sorry, and uh, to the left, the one that's right next to the UT orange. Okay, I, I can barely see it for the beauty of the UT uh, the burnt orange. Yeah, <laughs> and that white's showing up pretty good. I it's never tr- it's trying. I never grown white purslane. I don't think. But uh, so, have you grown any purslane? Oh yeah, did you? Did you? Uh, 
With your hours, I would think that you grow it and you wouldn't see it. You'd leave before you no, saw it. No, he grows that native one all through his yard. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the weed, the one with the yellow flower. Yes. And uh, I, w- I have recipes, like for my sparrows. Take yeah. a to repeat those so you, sparrow So you put recipes. your purslane no. in a pot with the sparrow? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It gives a little flavor. My purse lane is doing well that I bought here. It looks, looks pretty, and it you seems to be thriving. Yet, have you? I have not killed it yet. I tell you what, you have to work to kill a person. Yeah, that's what I understand. So basically, Calvin was like everything I, every question I asked when I was asking about the purse lane and how to propagate it was like, Milton. Uh, <laughs> just, just look at it. You can run over with it, a lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that spread. I finally mowed. The, I finally mowed the yard today. Or uh, right. I, did, I did this morning. I did a little yesterday and a little today. And backyard today, front yard last night. So. I, do that. I do that too. Very seldom do I do both on the same day. Yeah, it just wears you out. And. Uh, well, what are you doing cutting it anyway? Mowing it anyway? Why you married now, Milton? Oh, she's out of town. Uh, so, uh, so she told me to cut it. Okay. No, so. Well, uh, it's one of those tasks she allows him to do. There you That's, go. Oh, cool. He figured, isn't that nice of her? She, she, can't, she figures he can't kill the grass. Well, uh, I, think, I have to admit, since he married her, she, he's gotten to be a much skillful, more skillful uh, gardener. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing how that, what a difference that made. Uh, and uh, I did see, just to, to uh, stop picking on me for a moment. Belinda Dream? No, 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 I didn't see those yet, but tell me about those in a minute. Don't go there. Okay. Just, just, say, <laughs> the, uh, just a testimony on the cut vine and stump killer. Uh, yeah. We got a nasty vine all through everything, and before <laughs> we left uh, uh, last week, or it may, it may have been during the week before we left, Yeah. Uh, cut the vine, dipped it, literally dipped it into the, uh, the cut that, vine. That is stump. not on the instruction list. Are you sure? Well, okay. How did you no. dip it without pouring it out? It's in a little jar. Yeah, you just the jar's got a hole that big. I took the vine. The vine's not, but that. Oh, but you dipped it. Okay. Yeah. In the bottom from, from yeah. the root root side, right? Uh oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I just dipped. You're both. not an oh, you're you. I dipped guy, both yeah. sides actually. So I cut it, dipped this side, cut it here, got two sides, boom. Dip this side and dip that side. Yeah. So I figured I, I would be okay. Anyway, yes, it, 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 it killed it. Yeah. At least it killed a portion of it. Uh, so yeah. I'll start. This will just this is this is as the kids say these days. This is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> well, so. I t- t- tested one of our theories on um, it's best to cut and then paint. Immediately paint, paint. yeah. So I just tested it, so I cut 18 suckers off of hackberries. And how many did you find? my viburnum. How many did you find? And the next day I went back and found six. Uh, uh, I mean, I had a pile. It was brush cutting. I had a pile that was this huge, (laughs) and I could not find those. Uh, (laughs) I figured, well, maybe I'll just shuffle, and then I'll trip for sure. uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's always better to have a partner where after you cut, and it's better to get the chemical into the plant too. It's, did, it's, I was remembering today, Trace. Did you say they used to have it as an aerosol? Yes. No, or, I, or, I like that idea. Why did? Do you know why they discontinued it? Um, yeah, because it's reason. environmentally unsafe. Oh, probably, so probably for the same reason uh, they stopped making uh, orthene. Right. Orthonex. Yeah. Oh. Uh, although we still can get acetate, but. Uh, 
Yeah. Scott, Scott's dis- discontinued it. Well, oh. it makes it it's so volatile. Yeah, know. so I would imagine it makes it. Oh, yeah, it's talking about high See, you wouldn't you wouldn't use that uh, spray can in the ro- rose bed like I do. Okay, yeah, because you need to paint it on, I guess, yes, to be more yeah, precise. The roses would be done for. But man, I was. But thinking, it sure made life easier when you're spraying a fence line for hackberries. Oh, oh I yeah. imagine so, because yeah, you just be like, just take it off your belt. Kind of like, kind of like a, a gunslinger. Uh-huh. He'd be the uh, the remedy slinger. So, but, uh, what kind of vine was it that you? Uh, I don't know what it is. It's horrible. It just, does it have a little fruit on it? Uh, I don't think it did. Thorns. Uh, uh, yes. Oh man, is, I could see the thorns when it. I want to say smilex. Is that? Uh, well, go ahead. Say that, it. Is that the one that looks like <laughs> kind of like a holly leaf? Yeah, yeah. and it's got thorns. On yeah, it. Okay. And Did yours have thorns on? Little, on, on little, yeah, I, little, I could see berry. them when it was and dead. It puts on a little yeah. red berry. Yes. Yeah, that might be it. And smilix. And it goes. It, it was this thick. Smilix species. Yeah. But that's where I cut it. But it's been quarter size. Yeah, yeah they get bigger. Yeah, and it just threw everything. I, there's a certain amount of joy and a ter- certain amount of fear when you start pulling on it to take it down. And the trees just come, begin to come down with it. Yeah. And then it just like lets loose, and it's like, ah, oh, yeah, ha ha ha! I showed you, Vine. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, you ultimately, didn't get I think it wins. I'm surprised you didn't get thorns on you. You pulling it down? Yeah, gloves. Uh, I had gloves, but I only oh, saw okay. one or two thorns. Oh, oh, well. oh, Calvin, were you? I mean, is that a from, uh, that's from? It's easy to get thorns when you, you're. He playing. was definitely in a fight with something. Oh uh, yeah, what were you in a fight with? <laughs> with uh, vines. Oh okay. And uh, suckers. And, uh, <laughs> so uh, the rest of it, I'm gonna. My philosophy is to take it like I'm doing a haircut. There you go. I'm gonna spend about an hour in there trimming. Because yeah, it's 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 gotten thick <laughs> back there. So that nice cat claw that you have. Oh, is that it? Have? Doesn't have thorns, does it? It's got little sticky. Thorns that yeah they don't they don't cut you but they uh, <laughs> stick to you. <laughs> but that, it's amazing how fast that thing is uh, recovered. Oh now. yeah. Freeze freeze wiped it off completely. Any, anything above ground now it's uh, almost filled the fence again and moving up the. Um, yeah. Jazz, jazz the trees. Yeah, the trees. Milton, I think he's trying to get you to go to his house and and play, <laughs> play with the cut by the stump killer some yeah. more. Yeah, I think he's saying, well, if you enjoyed that, uh, oh, you'd, you'd get the biggest kick out of my house. Yeah, we, we probably should start a club. Too. Yeah. You, you know what I call the that? The cutters. I call that here uh, Tom Sawyering. Yeah, yeah. That's one, where he's... One of the employees convinces one of the other employees to do what I asked them to do. Oh, does that happen a lot? Uh, more than you might think. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's I'm, funny. <laughs> I'm oh, there's some more of your uh, the red. Oh yeah, you didn't see that a minute ago. The hibiscus, the blood red yeah. hibiscus. It looks like she's just admiring it, right? Walking back, uh, <laughs> just showing everybody that she got it. The uh, so yeah. we'll know. Will you know on Wednesday? We'll be in the ad if you get the hibiscus. If her, oh, you, she, she said that didn't have. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. It's not, it's not happening. I thought I I talked and then thought. But you got, any, you got quite a few up front, right there by the catcher. Yeah, those two colors. I was trying to. They had had uh, like Texas Star and red and white. Ooh. And they had Texas Star. He was had. Yes. Wow. So. Yeah. But I'm not getting it. So uh, then they had like two or three other flavors too. So anyway, I was all excited, <laughs> and then 
My hopes were crushed like 10 or 15 (laughs) minutes later. Crushed. That that Texas star uh, hibiscus is the is the color source of red which is for all amazing because it's not not very showy compared to the others well the flower is smaller but it's solid red bright red and texas star the, 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 the texas star always thinking of it as that kind of a whitish flower well, well there is a white one there is a white the, the, the most common is the uh, red uh, yeah, I, I agree with Jerry. It's Absolutely. it's pretty red. Oh, it's real red, and that's the breeders. They use that for to get red into their crosses. But uh, it's the one that it, looks it, like marijuana. Yeah, it's red. It's uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> it's rather it's rather uh, long lived. I mean, it's I have had customers that have bought them before and had them in pots on their front porch, and they were uh, stolen. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good sign. Well, that, between mm. that and the uh, false Aurelia, that's also very similar. Oh, and if you have it in a pot on your front porch, the odds <laughs> are uh, it won't be there very long. Now, wow. These are nice plants you guys are discussing, but when are you going to get to the porterweed and uh. the milkweeds? <laughs> well, we do have milkweed, but we don't have any porterweed. Got any, got any prospects of porterweed? Is it in, is no. in, in your order? Well, I, I haven't got the availability. We, we, we could say it's in memory of uh, Paul. Uh, there you go. Did uh, let's see? I guess you sold out of all that Greg I uh, missed flower. Oh, uh, Greg's missed. Uh, yeah. I think there's somewhere somewhere. I think it's on the other side yeah, of the butterfly right weed. That other side and there he has some milkweed over there. A little bit. Hey, let's help Lonnie at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey there, Lonnie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Very fine. Good afternoon. Um, I had called about, well, it was two weeks ago today, uh, and I knew it did not have enough time to be an answer uh, pertaining to crepe myrtles. Uh, and I have uh, three dynamite, uh, I know mice, um, uh, in, in our landscape area, uh, and dynamite, huh. I think, at least the variety I had, 15 feet is the expected uh, growth, I think. And uh, during the winter storm, we lost, uh, I guess, all of the viburnum uh, um, uh, plants, and we're thinking of putting in one, at least one, uh, matching, not matching, but a, a a a hibiscus of the same growth pattern. That hibiscus, I don't know why I keep saying that. I meant to say a crepe myrtle, uh, a matching crepe myrtle, not matching, but complementing the the uh, uh, dynamite. And I was thinking of perhaps a white, but generally the white I see are quite large. Uh, do they do they make a door for? There's uh, one called a coma, but you're going to be hard-pressed to find any specific crepe myrtle this year. Uh, but a coma would be a dwarf white. That you said it starts with an A. Did you say Nakoma? A. A coma. So, Indian, an oh. Indian tribe. So Nakoma without the N? Correct. Okay. Okay. Which, and it's a, a nice plant, but hard one know. And powder, powder mildew resistant too. Yeah. Out of the, uh, part of that uh, 
uh, uh, I, I, I think I've heard you guys speak of uh, of uh, uh, Phoenix being the headquarters for all things uh, uh, having to do with uh, crepe myrtle. They wouldn't have it either, you think? Uh, you'd have to call them. Uh, as my understanding, they do some of the propagation themselves, so they they are possibility going to have it, but you'll have to talk to them. Okay. I, I have seen around town uh, a beautiful uh, kind of a purple um, grape kind of <laughs> colored hib- uh, grape myrtle. Uh, and I was thinking maybe that would, would not look bad. Uh, do you happen to smidge uh, with that variety? I don't know the name for it. Uh, it could be Catawba, could be Royal Purple. Uh, How big was royalty. it? Do you remember, Lonnie? Uh, I remember the one I bought here last year. Kind, that of, I kind of, a, kind of a, about the same size as uh, our dynamite. Oh, so could it even be Brad, Bradbury wine? Ooh, I I'm think sorry? that's the one I bought. A wine. There's Brad, Bradbury. One called Bradbury wine. That's a beautiful purpley color. That's yeah, going to be 15 footish, maybe a little I think more. that's the one I bought. That's Catawba is not that tall. Uh, yeah. Well, 12. Yeah, it's on the mid mid size. It's yeah. it's the color of a, a glass of red wine. So it's yeah. not really red. It's more purple. No, it's not is red at all. Market? Yeah, but not this year. Okay. That was named. That was named after Joe Bradbury. Who's one of the founders of this nursery? There you go. So okay. Well, I guess that answered my question. So. Well, thank you, Lonnie. Okay, thank, thank you, 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 you take care. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That'll free up a line now at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We got a question in. I hope I answered it. Uh, Correctly, uh, it's from uh, from Neil Sperry, a new bra, no, okay, new new brothels master gardener, Comal County. The question is, there are some gorgeous new zinnias from Cicada. That's a a very well known uh, seed company out of the, out of Japan. If you could have never guessed, but. Uh, Anyway, said, uh, can they be seeded here for fall? And I wrote her back that uh, zinnias are not recommended for fall, uh, but uh, you could try to direct seed them next spring. Is that, is that about right, Matt? It would be right for me, although Calvin loves zinnias. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, well, they I have will, zinnias for fall. I will reside for uh, <laughs> your Calvin, buddy, Your Calvin's buddy answer. made that a Texas superstar. David. Azenia? Yeah. Huh. So it did uh, about two years ago, I think it was. Yeah, it's it's probably the, the end of July is probably late if you want to get a Yeah, from seed. seed yeah. But uh, you what? have them every fall, don't you, Zinia? I, I have some Zinias growing, yeah. Yeah, that's so what I have transplant. This, whether I have the we don't variety know. or not. No, might be no. Different. We don't know. What is that uh, selection at uh, the... Trace has got two selections here that are uh, these are all, hardier. Yeah, these are all the smaller bloomed varieties. Um, the, the newest one that we've been getting was called Magellan, which was a dwarf, kind of like Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, mm-hmm. the the innovator with uh, with all these is a Spring Creek. 
Oh, is that so right? If it's, a new, if it's a new variety, the odds are they're going to be the first one that grows it in a pot for retail. Okay, that's good. And uh, the Indians, uh, they're, they're doing some uh, good things with Indians. They're growing them on the space station. Did you see Joe's... Uh the thing no. that he sent us? Yeah, zinnias no. are on the space station. Why would they do that? There's no butterflies up there. I don't uh, know. <laughs> I think maybe Calvin, did you have anything to do with that? Did well, they maybe consult you? Le- maybe there's lesser goldfinches. Maybe so. They, they called Calvin and said, what should we grow? Zinnias. <laughs> Lots of them I in said, space. I would have said something you could eat. So They are growing stuff you can eat. They were growing peppers and some other stuff, but they're trying to do that. But they'd already grown zinnias and a couple other things. But I remember the zinnias because of Calvin. I tell, so, uh, you, I tell you the zinnia that's uh, and then we got to take a break. So impressing me is, is yes. that a little the little one out there the but the little one uh, has got uh, daisy like flowers on it. Well, I think all these are perfusions. Perfusion, yeah. okay. But there's one out there with a wide open, flat, uh, pretty bloom on it. Well, they yeah the second table. The yeah. pollinators like the, the little ones almost as well. As the oh, big yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. Lloyd, you're up next on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Used to plow them rows straight and deep. And I'd come along there behind busting up clods with my own bare feet. Old Rivers was a friend of mine. And welcome back to Milberger's Garden. It's a sad song. It is a sad song. It's Walter Brennan. His birthday is also this month. And Al is celebrating, I guess, July birthdays for another week. So 210-308-8867. Don't forget about Spider-Man termite and pest control. As soon as you, uh, if you want to avoid having those pests or as soon as you see something you don't like, you call 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or go check them out at, at GoSpiderManPest.com because you can be assured that Spider-Man is going to get rid of it. He'll talk to you about options. Uh, Spider-Man and his wife, Marilyn, are gardeners, too, so they understand you might have uh, specific needs or they deal with uh, people who... Uh, want to use organic controls uh, they deal with folks that don't that don't that doesn't matter to them Any, uh, anybody you know yet <laughs> some who shall remain nameless on the porch well it, it matters to them they uh, yeah it matters to Warren he's talking yeah. the about me uh, oh. yeah that's some people doesn't matter that if they use organic or not oh, yeah. and I, I was thinking of Jerry who said he wanted his his home to glow after uh, Spider-Man and then when the dog walks through all the fleas fall just off. drop off immediately <laughs> so uh, and that but, works oh, okay. Thing. But the cool thing is they'll, they'll discuss it with you. They'll tell you what their experience is, and they've got, gosh, over, I don't even want to do the math now, we're 40 years experience with a variety of stuff and a variety of different uh, scenarios. So you can feel very, very comfortable yeah. uh, using Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Look up their reviews online, too. It'll make you even feel more comfortable. He, it's, he, he goes Spider-Man. Ta- he, he quit talking to me about it. I don't blame him. <laughs> go SpiderManPest.com. Go SpiderManPest.com. Pest.com or 210-656-3721. I, I heard about that conversation when you said, you know, 
I want to be able to read in the dark after you've sprayed the house. There he said, I can barely read this. Now, come on, Warren. None of that organic. Yeah. <laughs> I want the fleas to cry in pain. <laughs> Lloyd is on the line at 210-308-8867. Thanks for waiting, Lloyd. How can we help you? I'm a little confused about the tomatoes that are splitting. I'm hearing people talk that the rains we had earlier were causing, you know, their tomatoes to split up at the top. But oh, yeah. I've, raised, I've raised tomatoes, you know, aquaponics, where they're pretty much in water all the time and did not have a splitting problem. So I'm having a hard time understanding. <laughs> well, that's right. But uh, the problem, is that the good thing is that when you're raising them in hydroponics and they've got water all the time, they don't have fluctuations in that water. In other words, when you're growing them in the oh, garden, that makes sense. People water, and then they wait for the plants to dry out again or get okay. drier, and then they hit them with uh, the plants dry out, slow down their growth, slow down their fruit sizing, and then uh, all of a sudden, when they water them again, they start growing, expanding again. And that's what causes yeah, okay. the cracks. Yeah, that makes sense. And I use a drip on my tomatoes, and I try to keep the the soil moist all the time, not yeah, flooded wet, yeah. but moist. And I'm thinking that that doing that, I should not have a splitting problem. And I've had very few that did split on me. That's and, correct. Uh, well, the uh, and the uh, the drip is a is a good way to. To stop that uh, splitting, but the, but and if you get like in the spring, if you go from sixty-two degrees to to eighty-five degrees, oh yeah, you, especially in a container, that's almost impossible not to get some splits. <laughs> now, when we're selecting tomato varieties, that's definitely something that we look for. But uh, given and you can tell too, because I think it's <laughs> getting less and less. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, but if you get less splitting on a tomato, you're going to have a tougher skin. And some uh, some of my elderly friends complain that they get that mm-hmm. tough skin. So is that why you can't eat kefir pudding? <laughs> right, <pears>? right. <laughs> they get they complain about that tough skin, uh, getting it under the dentures, Melton. No, oh. you you okay. don't have dentures, no. no. But uh, I, I always tell them that uh, that's, that keeps them from splitting. But I try to convince people that, this, that when you see your tomato split, it really hasn't burnt the tomato. It's just a pre-cut where you're slicing the tomato. You've already got a split there. How often does that uh, work? Uh, argument work? They usually walk off in disgust. <laughs> and that worm in the split is just, or that sow bug, that's just, you know, more protein. There you go. Oh, he's been listening to this show. And you can you can simply, uh, uh, if you don't, if people are worried about the cut being contaminated, Milton, mm-hmm. all that all you have to do is because it's it's not very deep uh, when it, tomato split. If it, it if you get it right after it splits, you can just simply cut that split out and get rid of that uh, exposed surface in the split. So, so what you're saying is. 
keeping the uh, tomatoes moist with the drip system, then when the two-inch rain comes, that's not going to affect the splitting. Well, of the no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, when you have a rain, I had nine and a half inches at my house. If I yeah. had had fruit on there, that goes to the flooding aspect. And But I, I doubt if that would affect your hydroponics. It's in yeah. water all the time. But if you notice, all the uh, tomatoes that we get from uh, California and Florida and Mexico don't have splits. Have you ever noticed that? In the grocery store, you never see a, yeah, a tomato that's split uh, because they water all that stuff with drip irrigation. Well, oh, really? So okay. they can control the water. They also do not uh, harvest any that are... I mean, right. That's why they harvest them green rice, or they get them so they they sell them in their roadside stand. Yeah, if they got them. All righty. Okay, sounds good. Appreciate that, Thank Thank you, you, Lloyd. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. We go all the way to Johnson City Uh to talk to Johnson City Joe. Uh, I don't know that we're going to help you, Joe. Not that we don't want to. It's just that I don't – we're – I think they need a, a clearer picture. That was a nice picture, but uh, <laughs> you couldn't see it. It was difficult to distinguish, like the leaves and stuff. But yeah, what's going on? Tell us a little bit more about the mystery plant. Well, the mystery plant is started last year, and it grew about three feet tall. This year, uh, that picture is pretty good if you blow it up. Uh, that picture uh, uh, this year is grown about seven feet tall and about ten feet wide. Whoa. It, puts, it puts on clusters of little white flowers. Then it makes berries on it that are clustered also, kind of like grapes. The uh, the, uh, the flowers are little bitty white ones. The the fruit or the berries start uh, growing uh, on uh, these clusters and hanging out, and they turn from uh, green to red to purple. And as soon as they turn purple, the birds eat them all up. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to ask you, had you eaten any? Yes, I did. They're little sweet, sweet, okay? Not much to them, okay? (laughs) They're full of little seeds on them about the size of pepper seeds. Uh And they hang down. I mean, it's really unique. They hang down in these clusters all over that plant. And they're like like grape clusters, but very, very small fruit. Yeah. yeah, but they don't look like grape. They look like single stem. <laughs> yeah. That's what threw me. Uh, also, did the uh, did the plant freeze down yeah. last it year? It freeze down year? to the ground. I was surprised to see it come back. Last yeah. year, it grew. Uh, it just came up, and it grew about three feet tall. And it was uh, unique, I thought, and uh, so I didn't bother to poison it. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought the the plant and the berry pattern, especially, looked 
more like the uh, oh the the the, uh, the plant with the blueberries. Uh, elderberry? No, not yeah, elderberry. That was mentioned. You mentioned jujube also. Yeah. No. no okay. But it was oh, uh, that's the, one, <laughs> the one that... Uh, Joe's probably seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen jujube. Uh, that, uh, y'all t- trying to throw me off. No, no, we're just... That's we're a just herbaceous shooting. plant. It's... it's uh, if you cut Joe, it, you don't... You don't have to bring religion into this now. Yeah. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> no. I was teasing you, Joe. I know. There's a, I know y'all. There's, I a know plant y'all. That, there's a plant that's uh, ornamental, and it's got, I want to say, blueberries, purple, purple berries. Uh, uh, can you remember, Milton, what that? No, there's it's a one Dur- in the... Uh, there's Duranta. There's, no, no. Uh, Is there one in the shade? Yeah. Does it grow it in the shade? Yeah. yeah. It's a full shade. So long. Full shade. Yeah, long, singular. You know, and if a grape, you get more of a clusters. And the leaves are kind of, uh, oh, yeah, the edges are rough. The leaves look like that that uh, plant, too, that I wish I wish my old age allowed me to remember what it's called. <laughs> That would be that would be nice. It is. It's a real common. It's a real common and popular. Yeah. Ornamental. That would grow seven feet tall. But, but that's not that's not it. I mean, that, no. uh, it, it has a lot of similar characteristics. And the, now, the I took a clo- I took a close up of the the fruit, and and none of the fruit ripens at the same time. Uh, and so you'll see there. There's some green fruit. There's some uh, purple fruit, and there's some fruit that's already been eaten. That's why I put that one on there. Yeah, that uh, does away with my elderberry wonder. And yeah, that, it's not an elderberry. I know about elderberry. Yeah. That's unusual. In the, is the is the ripening pattern is kind of irregular, or is it start yeah, at the top and? No, it yeah. could be any place on it. That's strange, uh, too. Uh, uh, it generally ripens in a pattern, you know, starting at the, the, the top. I mean, at, I don't know what the top is. Yeah, at the top and then all the way down. They come in about six-inch clusters, maybe a b- little bit longer. Huh. Yeah. Got that. Uh, it uh, it is uh, it is really a pretty plant. I know I, I doesn't show there because I, I have it mowed around it. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, this is the same guy that likes cowpin daisy. <laughs> He's not going to let you live that. <laughs> I love cowpin daisy. Everybody yeah, I should know. know they should be and, on God's list. And uh, China bears. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. That, yeah. That's that's uh, that. That is my case. I rest <laughs> my case. Yeah, that's you, what you're trying to do. You're trying to walk off uh, <laughs> of, of, a, of a difficult subject yeah. that uh, well, got y'all bone puzzled. Y'all walking well, away. I, what what I would do if I were you, I would not <laughs> mention to a lot of people that plant. <laughs> you you might have a rare and endangered plant there that well, they would take your whole property from you. Oh my gosh! Well, that would be that. good if they pay for it. No, they don't pay for it. 
Yeah, well, hell, no. Uh, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, uh, this plant, okay, you know, I'm a Hill Country boy, lived up here all my life. I've right. never seen this plant anywhere. Uh, I'm telling you, you better quit that talking. <laughs> you, you're you're opening the gate to a rare and endangered species. Uh, okay. Species. Can I ask what other because y'all don't know that. <laughs> sure, <about it. laughs> we don't know that one. You don't know a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, but I want y'all to study it. Give it to somebody who knows, like Greg Grant. Uh, what is his thing? <laughs> yeah, but, Greg Grant. Yeah. The uh, the other question I have is, right before we had the big freeze, I bought a 15-gallon Sanpong maple that I was going to plant. Okay? Uh-oh. And what happened was we had the big freeze. Yeah. Well, this plant, it was in the container, this plant, this tree, Eventually, it took a long time, did leaf out, but it looks very poorly. It's still mm-hmm. in the container. Also, down the side of it, there looks Flat. like it looks like sap coming down. Yeah. Is, I don't, see, a, uh, I don't know sap? if I should do a uh, kiss it goodbye or <laughs> wait, uh, wait yeah, and see because I don't want to dig a hole for a 15-gallon container. Oh hell no. If that thing is gonna <laughs> if that thing is gonna die or is whatever. I just keep it in a container somewhere. And keep it in a, put it in a uh, morning sun and afternoon shade. Yeah. If not if not complete shade. Yeah. And uh see see if there's a split up the side. Okay. I had to look I just looked at the sap it's yeah. kind of like a sap drip. I thought maybe it was one the sand tongue. I thought maybe it was a sugar maple. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, Neil, Neil Sperry's talks about a, uh, a leak or a sap uh, leak off, off of a, a different variety that yeah. went through the freeze. So yeah, so, so I, I, w- I wouldn't give up on it. Yeah, now that's going to slow its growth. But yeah. uh, it's probably going to live through it. Uh, okay. Huh. So don't kiss it goodbye. Like Don't uh, kiss it like, goodbye like Milton always said. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I think you taught him that, Jerry. I may no. have been, yeah. Oh, no, Milton came up. I, uh, I don't know. I, don't I think, think Joe remembers. <laughs> Joe's memory is pretty good. Uh, I got thanks, a, Joe. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, y'all always make my day. Like I say, it's always on right. top radio all the time. <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, we know how to do. Yeah, it, uh, when you don't know something, instead of trying to stonewall, but you say, hell, I don't know what that is. Uh, that's <laughs> not fun. Yeah, one, one of our assets is to do exploration through discussion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, what I want you all to do is to study that plant. And also, you said Greg was going to be there next week, right? Well... Yeah, uh, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after. Greg who? <laughs> Grant. Yeah. Grant. Oh, are you trying to protect Greg? Yeah. Sorry. So what Thanks, you want Joe. to do is tell him about it, and he might make me some money off of it. No, listen to Joe. How I much knew, money has Greg made off of? Uh, <laughs> not much. Yeah. Well, Thank it you, is Joe. a oh. very unique plant, and uh, yeah. it, it is beautiful. 
Bye-bye. Okay, you better quit telling everybody. S- send send me some more pictures. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. David, we have got to go to break. We're going to come back and talk to you about your trellis issues right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, you'll probably be spending time. Got some holidays coming up, like uh, Labor Day and stuff. You'll probably be spending some time on that that uh, patio that you built that you uh, that used to look beautiful, and now maybe it doesn't. Or you want to keep looking. It looks beautiful now, and you want to keep it that way. You just need to know about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Since 1986, Barry has been helping homeowners in San Antonio with pebblestone driveways, fences, decks, deck repair, and construction, and much, much more. You can give them a call at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or this is the easiest way. You can see that it really can look new again. Just go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. That's Barry Hag- Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Check them out. I think you'll be happy with the uh, folks over there and how they do things. 210-308-8867. You'll definitely be impressed by Barry's knowledge and uh, some of his uh, his reviews too. We talked about Spider Man, but check out Barry's reviews. All right, let's see. What, what did you say about it started out looking good and yes, the, the deck the deck kind of begins to fade or gets gray. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Bar- Barry. Barry can. Oh. I, was, I was thinking about my first wife. Oh. Uh, it's a similar thing. Does, that, does she work on? Uh, I don't think Barry. That's not a, something that Barry does. You could call him and ask him. I'll give you. Okay. I'll give you the number. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see. David, you've been very patient. Thank you for waiting at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What's going on, David? Thanks for waiting again. Oh well, uh, yeah. I was thinking about with these heat waves, whether or not uh, people could be putting in uh, trellises and uh, you know planting their garden for kind of two layers. Uh, that you could have some vines up in the, you know, I've seen uh, various like grape arbors and things like that, where maybe six feet even higher up, uh, you'd have uh, a row of uh, grapes, and then below that you could be growing something that would take a certain amount more shade. And uh, I'm just wondering, uh, you know, with this uh, these heat waves, uh, just whether or not. Uh, you know, we could start planning ahead for, uh, you know, for next year and future years where you'd have two layers of gardening. Now, <laughs> yeah, that, that that's always a possibility, but there's also the complication of the hotter it is, the more expensive in terms of water mm-hmm. it is for anything growing up. Uh, and uh, also the... Uh, yeah, because of that dense shade, depending on what kind of cover you're using, what kind of plant cover you're using, uh, you're probably not going to do well with fruiting vegetables like t- tomatoes and peppers and things like that. But you could grow uh, any of the leafy crops. Uh, yeah, exactly. Those, and yeah, herbs like, and like lettuce and... Uh, I could grow my Malabar spinach. There you go. Well, yeah, and, uh, and I'm thinking herbs, too. Uh, yeah, you know, herbs, herbs. 
Yeah, and so you could get a shady place to sit in the uh, afternoon, but as well, you'd be able to almost make a, you know, if you had the right crop of various herbs, you know, you could have a couple of square feet and you could make a few bucks. Well, I don't know about making bucks, but uh, that would be, uh, not only would it make, uh, grow some good herbs, but uh, it'd also be attractive. Right. Probably, yeah. I, I would probably grow them in uh, containers, raised raised bed containers. And, you know, I've uh, been seeing uh, there were there were various photographs of places like you know in the Middle East where they've just had blazing sun for centuries now, and and uh, apparently inside those walled courtyards, uh, people were had exactly that. They had like uh, trellises. And then if they had a, you know, whether it was grapes or something else, uh, some other kind of uh, uh, vines up above, and then various types of uh, shade-type plants down below, and they had a whole kind of lifestyle within that courtyard uh, that was... And, you know, they were kind of adobe, uh, you know, you've seen photographs out there in the Middle East. They're somewhere in between uh, clay bricks and adobe. And uh, yeah. so it's, it seems like, uh, you know, if the world's getting hotter, we better start planning ahead like that. Well, yeah. part, part of it is, though, too, for the land has always been at a premium. So if you in the de- desert where there's no access to water, you have a limited courtyard you take it full advantage of the courtyard yep. whereas in minnesota or texas you got more, <laughs> you got more space to use so well with that, those courtyards that. would they keep the moisture in so to speak if you had like a high wall so to speak then wouldn't that tend to keep the moisture from being blown away well the plants are going to take up quite a bit of moisture up to sure. quite a bit of moisture and uh you can, uh, if you, you can, uh, it'd, low be an, it'd be an interesting assignment and in experiment to see if you reduce, but you, you can reduce water use considerably by the just mm-hmm. the choice of your plants, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I imagine they've only been doing it for a couple of thousand years. Can't Probably. Yeah, there's got to be some experience there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, hey, David. Give it a Appreciate try. it. Yeah, you bet. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Now, those who don't want to build the walls and stuff like that, you can buy a product called Shade Cloth. Oh, okay. At di- different uh, degrees, and, and that's what we use in greenhouse covers, uh, a black shade cloth. Uh, it's not completely, it doesn't block out the sun completely, but... <laughs> When my group was working over at the greenhouse on there, it made a considerable amount of difference. Oh, yeah, and you feel... So everybody, all the volunteers would run and get under the shade cloth and oh, work great. under the shade cloth. Very smart. you got smart volunteers. <laughs> well, it works. The, uh, you'd be proud of a debt uh, in Tennessee, in uh, Alabama, I don't know right. I was going to say Tennessee. But, yeah, so we went up there twice in the past month. And planted one, planted the Malabar, <laughs> and uh, and I, I checked on it. I asked her how it was doing, and uh, before we came up, oh, it's not doing real well. And so uh, I wonder why. And then I got there, and 
I don't think she knew which one it was after I planted it, because yeah, it's 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 gone crazy. <laughs> it's, it's climbing the fence. The oh, it is happy. <laughs> and the one at my house, which is in a hanging basket. Is also it's yeah. climbing up stuff. It's I, need, is, I is guess it, I need to eat it, <laughs> huh? It's Malabar spinach. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Those those are pretty big leaves and kind of attractive. Yeah, actually, it is attractive. It's uh, and the other thing that she'd be proud about too is in the conversation she was talking about her tomatoes and she said, well, some of them get these little black spots on them and you know, Uh-oh. I just cut them out and I eat them. They're fine. There you go. Or they'll get worms in them and I just cut it off there and I eat the tomato. It's fine. Or, yeah. This this was the part that got me. I was okay with worms and other things, being, <laughs> but it was like, and I think we have either rats or squirrels that come in and they chew on one end yeah. of it. I just cut that off and yeah. we eat it. Yeah. That's that's people that in their uh, let in their heritage, yes, they ate what they they ate what they grew. Well, she would definitely would fall under rat, that rat teeth marks. Or she not. did not care. Uh-huh. No, she she was going to eat it. She'd grown it. She was going to eat it. <laughs> there you go. So she's the old time person. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad she's liking them. Has she eaten? The Malabar? Thing? No, I think she was just kind of surprised because I was like, "It's doing great," and then we were, I kind of showed it to her. Oh, that yeah, that's uh, where okay. It's well, it's well, no, I guess she knew because we planted the trellis by that. But yeah. it, but it went through the trellis. It went through the trellis <laughs> right to the fence. The, the trellis was uh, in front of. She, uh, I bet they're gonna like it because they grew up eating collards and uh, oh, okay being a. Uh, Mustard green. And she has poke salad growing in her garden. There you go. Yeah, okay, so. she'll like that. Okay. At, well, the Malabar is kind of uh, not very sharp. I mean, the other the other thing she mentioned got a little more yeah. taste to it. A little more. Collard, green, yeah. uh, uh, collard greens and uh, poke salad. <laughs> and there was something else she mentioned that day. Had a, <laughs> mustard greens. Mustard greens. Now, yeah, okay. they, they get a little... Yeah, tank. they got a tank too. And uh, in the southeastern United States, you can always tell when you go by a gardener's house in the winter because the garden is green. I mean, it's got a green plant in it, and that's mustard green. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Gross, gross oh, that's cool. <laughs> So anyway, all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. When I saw or talked to Johnson City Joe, it reminded me of kind of a sad thing. Oh, sad news that I got today. Poor Joe. Why does Joe remind you of sad? <laughs> I, I'm turning into my mother. Used to when I would call my mother every couple of days. Uh, the first main thing I got was who had died. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you remember? Yeah, no, I don't, but that's good that uh, you remember. But anyway, I got an email from uh, uh, a person, a buddy of mine in the Water Garden Club. Water Garden. And he said that uh, Ken Langdon of uh, up around uh, San Angelo, who's one of the greatest, was one of the greatest uh, water lily mm. experts in the world. 
and, and he's uh, passed. Yeah, and he passed. It. I think he was seventy-four. That's kind of a record year for Calvin and I now, too. Oh, okay. And uh, but anyway, uh, he didn't make it through. But uh, people may not know the name because he was kind of a obscure guy. But he's the one that bred and released uh, the Texas, uh, the the first water lily that was made. Uh, Texas Super Texas Super. Which one? Do you remember that one? Which Texas Gold or Texas? I think it was Texas Gold. I'll look it up. But uh, anyway, that that uh, in our evaluation, uh, that that was the bloomingest water lily that we tested. I went around and talked to all the water lily people and had them give recommendations, none of which were the same. But all of them had that Texas, Ken, La- Ken Langdon's uh, Texas gold. Or Texas oh, that's cool. Gold. All right, we're going to take a break and get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, why don't you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on The Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Give us a call. Be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I'm looking up, uh, trying to find the name of that water lily in case you. It's on a Texas. Now is water lily one word or two? One word. One word. Okay. Uh, let me see. <laughs> Hey, our smiling face comes up on the uh, blue bonnets. Who? Me? No, Laura and I. <laughs> okay, I'm looking under water lily. Yeah, uh, here's a... Okay, you keep looking. Here's a question uh, that Neil got. said, this is a 14-year-old oak tree that suddenly split and has been leaking a brown fluid. Well, you've got an article by from Ken, about Ken. Yeah. So, sorry, okay. Yeah, he's a Texas superstar. I mean, he's a horticulture hero for, for uh, plant answers. Okay, cool. All right, keep talking. I'll, sorry, okay. I, I got excited. The tree still appears to be healthy with good canopy. Any suggestion? <laughs> this is a radical shake brought on. Shake? Uh, brought on by extreme cold in February. That's what we were telling Johnson City Joe. The fact that the canopy looks good tells that the tree is probably healing itself. It would not be a bad idea to have it. Well, uh, appears that the root flare is too low. The arboriculture, the Leah's <laughs> looking at the picture, and they talk about uh, exposing the, the root, the root flare. But uh, I think uh, I think there was a lot of splitting of trees, uh, especially I bet there's 
if anybody's growing apples, that used to be a big problem between the sun and the splitting uh, on the it split on the south side of the tree. But uh, that's that caused by that coal, and that <laughs> that coal was coal. I mean, it uh, that's unusually uh, coal. But uh, let me see. <laughs> Neil also has an interesting question about uh, have a four-year-old Mexican olive tree that I planted as a memorial for my brother in South Texas. The freeze killed it back. That's been the problem with that tree. I, I imagine that's what been the problem with uh, uh, getting it on the market, too. I've always liked that tree, especially since it has a beautiful white bloom when, when I first came down here in the winter in Crystal City and Carrizo Springs down in there to see something blooming that pretty in the, in the winter. But uh, I, they've been, I think they've been more available in the last few years. I don't know oh, whether yeah. that's because Trace is <laughs> buying them up or what, but... Uh, and I've also noticed that they're blooming their brains out in the spring. Spring and fall. Too. Yeah, I always think about them in the fall, but I've seen some beautiful ones even blooming with the crape myrtle yeah. uh, at this time of the year. Okay. Uh, anyway, this, the, okay. <laughs> it's it's cut sprouting vigorously. It's yeah, I was gone for the weekend, and when I returned, many of the branches were on the ground. The only thing I could find were pill bugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the holes in the trunks. Would branches have blown off because of the wind? Or could the pill bugs have chewed them loose? Everybody wants to blame that side. Pill, pill bugs because they're so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Neil says. But, he, uh, but it, even Neil, I catch Neil. Blaming pill bugs for for stuff that I, I just well, can't well, imagine. This is a from a reader. I mean, from yeah, something know, that happened. But, to. but uh, it would definitely not have been the pill bugs. Neil says, and uh, vigorous new branches like that are very brittle and easily grown by the wind. Wind and rain with nine. Yeah, we had some nine, rain and nine wind. inches and yeah. Yeah, and and those when you got a root system feeding a, a tiny <laughs> shoot, they yeah. kind of go overstep their bounds a little bit, and they don't have as much structure as they need or as much stem, and so they're they're really vulnerable in terms of the wind. Yeah, that's uh, that one thing that pecan grafters figured out after a few years that yeah, uh, when they graft the pecans. They put they put a little a little dormant cutting onto a, a big cut limb, two inch limb. Put it right on the bark, and uh, that thing takes off when it heals over. It takes off growing like a house of fire. At which time it gets about three to four feet, it would break off. So. This is an Aggie deal. So after a while, they realize they need to put a splint on that 
especially after it gets two to three feet. But I've seen hibiscus do that too, perennial hibiscus. When the first when the shoots first come up, and we have a little high wind, it'll break those young shoots off. Even citrus. Yeah. They, they come they come up out of the middle like a uh, oh the lime, and then you got that big wind in it. Yeah. <laughs> breaks up. Yeah. And just like Milton says, no. when that happens. Chances are I did not say this. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. A, it must be a white water lily with, uh, oh, no, there's a purple no. one, too. No. But it just says water lilies. But this is a cool Ooh, story. There's, there's our uh, Dreamland zinnias. Oh. Yeah, man. The car, they just need to pull the car to their house and just let it sit. That's it looks right. great. I wonder if he listens to Calvin on the he show. He probably does. They have a whole wagon full yeah, of zinnias. Yeah. All right, here's a story about Ken from uh, PlantAnswers.com, which is great. Uh, in recent years, National Geographic and the Smithsonian have set top nature photographers to San Angelo, where Ken was, for archival wow. images of rare and endangered water lilies, which it became very clear that he had a number of water lilies that, oh, yeah. that were rare and endangered. Absolutely. An Egyptian official came to San Angelo in 1994 searching for the sacred lotus of the Nile, which had vanished and was <laughs> presumed to be extinct. <laughs> yeah, we have it, Landon told him, pointing to the corner of the display pool. The visitor, delirious with joy, explained, that's it. Millions of seeds were collected, processed, and shipped for propagation in the Nile River. We're not selfish with what we have, Landon said. He was a great guy. Yeah. And a uh, funny guy. Yeah. When I, I would go up there to take pictures, if you look at the water lily pictures on plantanswer.com, uh, most, I'd say 90% of those were taken of a San Angelo in his pond. Mm, okay. And uh, he w- and then I would always want to take a picture of him, him and I, mm-hmm. with and him by himself, with uh, with the water lilies and whatever. So he had this deal. He, he must have been in the 40s, raised in the 40s, because he would have his hair blackened and slicked back. Yeah. Oh, to and dressed up. Okay. Normally, you'd see him out there in waders. <laughs> yeah. Getting the dead leaves off the uh, plants and uh, things like that. So, uh, I would always tell him to prep for pictures, because if he knew I was coming with a camera, he was going to be dressed up nice. But anyway, he's a great guy, and <laughs> he he saw nothing as an impossibility. No, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Look at this guy. In fact, he was looking a little pup. (laughs) He was breeding water lilies, of course, all the time. Yeah. And uh, of course, me being kind of working with A&M, I said, well, Ken, uh, you need to get us a maroon (laughs) water lily. Now, Ken was doing research for the University of Texas at Austin. It said right, in the article. Right, right, Okay. But that didn't stop him. Okay. Did he have a burnt orange lily? <laughs> I don't think he did. Okay. But anyway, he uh, he said, oh, I can do that. Wow. Maroon water lily. <laughs> he said, I'll have you one in two years. Huh. And did he? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the, uh, he contributed a lot. And probably his best best contribution is this water lily that was made of 
Texas Superstar. Which we'll find out what that is. Okay, Texas, we, Texas Gold, I think it was. Okay. Texas Pride or something like that. Maybe Dennis can find it. <laughs> hey, we have Jeanette on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Jeanette. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Uh, I have a question here. I was trimming oh, my my crepe myrtles, and at the base, I discover a wasp nest in the ground. And so I'm just wondering, how do you best take care of that wasp nest? How do you kill oh, it, I guess? Is that how it works? A wasp nest in the fig bush? Yeah, it, in the ground. Was it a fig or a crepe myrtle? Oh, is it a crepe myrtle? Crepe myrtle. Or a fig? Okay. Crape myrtle. It's, yeah. in the, it was, it's in the ground next to the crepe myrtle. Oh, okay. Uh, how, how, it, how long yeah, have, the big you, nest? have you Has it been there, do you think? Um, it was the first time I've seen it there. Um, yeah, uh, it I was think. brush pickup time, and I didn't know it was there until I start seeing wasps buzzing around me. Yeah. And uh, did you uh, have you ever been stung by those wasps? Uh, I got stung once yesterday, and I stopped trimming. So. Oh, oh, yesterday. Wow. Well, I, <laughs> if it, if it hasn't been there for a long time, you're. Your uh, normal wasp spray will probably penetrate, but if it's been there for months and months, then it maybe has a more complex nesting situation. Yeah, and you know, uh, my, my, our friend Malcolm Beck said never get rid of your wasp because uh, they'll get rid of the worms, the uh, tent caterpillars. Yeah, but uh, they uh, are I've in the seen middle them of do it. Yeah, if they're in the middle of your uh, gardening operations, uh, <laughs> and you get stung by them. I think it's yeah probably advisable. You right. could you could try if if you want to get rid of them. Well, the easiest thing to try would just be your normal wasp spray, and spray it at that that hole and try to penetrate without as much as you can and just see if that takes care of it. These are in the bush. Okay. These are on, at the, on at the base of the crepe myrtle. Oh Lord! Yeah, uh, one of the hornets. Uh, yeah, do, they, do they come out? Do they come out of a hole around the base of the plant? Yeah, they came out of the hole on the ground at the base, yeah, which was okay. kind of full. Of they got yellow. Are they yellow? They got yellow stripes. It's the <laughs> yellow. Okay. Guess what they call that? Yellow yeah. stripes, Milton, on a wall. No. Oh, yellow, yellow jackets. Oh, oh, don't mess oh. with those. <laughs> uh, Even I know better. If, they, if they're coming out of a hole. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, did you say this this thing's in the ground, right? Yes, it's in the ground. Okay. I see a hole in the ground, a little hole okay. in the ground. Oh, yeah. Uh, they hurt when they sting you, too, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, <laughs> I have I, used on hornets, or on the cross ties mainly, uh, uh, this uh, they've got a, a, a hornet spray. Well, a wasp and hornet spray. It comes mm-hmm. in a uh, aerosol can, and uh, it shoots a long way, which mm. is what you want because yeah. you don't want to be up messing with them. Uh-huh. So you, if you know where the holes are, and mm-hmm. uh, you can, uh, you would want to wait till night when they're all inside. <laughs> 
the hole and then just spray that uh, spray from a distance on that hole, uh-huh. in that hole, and that'll kill them all. Okay. Yeah, I don't I even, somewhere I don't about... even think... Go ahead. No, I was just thinking that um, I even have good luck when you do it during the day, too. You don't have it, always have to do it at night. They're kind of persistent, uh, <laughs> and they'll come. You spray, you'll kill everything there, and then as they come... <laughs> back they die they die too and then you can give another follow-up spray in the evening or tomorrow morning i don't want to leave one out in the cold calvin (laughs) because they may get mad when they come back and find their mothers and brothers and sisters i guess they're all sisters aren't they i don't know (laughs) but anyway uh that'll that'll take care of them now if you if the wasp nest is in a you know a regular nest for wasps, and you uh-huh. just have to get rid of them. Uh, I think uh, laundry detergent, a, a, a water solution of laundry detergent, will take them down. So you can spray the hmm. nest with laundry detergent, and uh-huh. uh, what it does is, is wa- it uh, washes all the uh, wax off their wings, and they can't fly. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, All right. I'm glad you found them or they found you, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I've had yeah. those things out working around across out something, and somebody something hits me in the t- head, hmm. and I wear, used to wear glasses, and uh, it didn't take me long to figure out I had a problem. Yeah, and I would, <laughs> I would knock my glasses off and run to the house, and hurt severely for a couple of hours, because they're they're bad news. Alrighty. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thank you for Be careful. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right, Catherine is on the line. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, we just did, Catherine. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Greg, hang on, because I'm I'm being also told that I need to go to a break right now. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Greg's got a side question, and he's up next on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. The answer. As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear a starry crown, good Lord? And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. Oh, the answer, 210-308-8867. Real quick, let's talk to you about Wild Birds Unlimited right there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. Kyle has a terrific business helping folks in San Antonio, young and old, to enjoy nature in their yard. And I say that because uh, we've had experience with uh, parents that have gone and talked to Kyle, and they, they, they'll explain uh, that their kids love, uh, whereas they, they didn't really 
care much about the yard or the backyard or what was there. They love now that they have feeders in there and all the activity on the feeders or squirrels that are coming to the feeders or all that. And, of course, uh, it doesn't matter really how old you are. You can enjoy all this nature. And Wild Birds Unlimited and Northwest Military and Hebner can make all that possible. If you're challenged, uh, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, don't you even worry about it if you're a novice. They'll help you get all set up, answer all your questions, and you'll have a friend at Northwest Military and Hebner Road and Wild Birds Unlimited that will go on the journey with you. That's Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, and... They're at 479-BIRD, 479-B-I-R-D. Well, Kraffin, we lost you, so give us a call back, and we'll get you back on. And Greg is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Greg. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing, man? Thanks for waiting. All right. All right. Hey, no problem. Um, I just have a quick question. Uh, I've been putting out some sod, um, and, um, of course, it's starting to do real well with the rain we've had and everything. And my question is... When that sod gets new growth, is it better to mow it early and often so you're not cutting off very much of the blade? Or is it that, well, it doesn't really have any root system, so maybe I better just leave it alone and let it grow? No. You need to, you, you need to mow it once, it, once okay. it begins to push push out. It's a Bermuda, you said, I think? No, I, well, it's uh, most of it is St. Augustine. Although I did get one pallet of Palisade uh, Zoe, which is really a nice grass. Yeah, it's pretty, but it it has to be definitely mowed more often. Okay, well, that, that uh, was kind of my natural instinct was to say, well, I'll just take off a little bit of the blade if I mow it often. There you go. And, That's good. Yeah. Uh, but, well, I've gotten uh, in a lot of trouble following my natural instincts over the years, so I thought I'd better call. Well, there, in fact, there's a. Rule, we used to emphasize it a lot. Uh, don't take off more than one-third of the blade at any one time. And with all this rain and cool weather we've had, my St. Augustine is taking off. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. yeah what will happen with your, your new lawn, too, Will with all this rain, it'll not bother with the root system. And it'll just yeah. it'll be just going to the top, so you... You, you hit it right on the head there. You want to have frequent uh, but limited mowings, you know, not right. taking a lot of grass so that the roots are encouraged to develop. All right. Hey, that's, that's what I need to know. I, um, I top up as the case, but I thought I'd better confirm it. Okay. Thank you, sir. Good deal. Thanks for hear from you. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Kevin, there's those, uh, those, uh... Daisies? Well, that's the big Oh, the zinnias. Zinnias, I'm sorry. Yeah. You see how, how the flowers are so pretty? Mm-hmm. I never have seen, on that little one, uh, Augusta... Folia, I think it is. But that thing is pretty and yellow. But uh, it's a good one. Uh, they're, I, they're making variations of that thing. Yeah. Um, they they look much they look much better, more impressive when they grow tight together like that. Oh too. yeah. Too. Almost look like a flower arrangement. Yeah. And that's a pretty yellow too, dark. Uh, Got a question, and we've had some on this show, about uh, figs getting frozen back 
and that last freeze we had. Remember the freeze, man? Snowpocalypse, <laughs> as they're calling it. <laughs> Me and the doggy remember the no, no electricity apocalypse. I bet you do. I hadn't burned a fireplace in probably seven years, eight years. It was so it had been so long since I burned, the wood had rotted that I had gotten for the fireplace. Oh, jeez. And uh, burned every piece of good wood that we could find. And uh, it was cold. It was cold. Then. Yes, it was. But anyway, it's a lot, a lot of some of the figs froze back to the ground. And if they're sending up new sprouts from its roots, that means that it hadn't killed, just the tops have killed back. Uh, you'll have the same variety of figs sprouting up because all figs uh, are rooted from cuttings, which means that genetically they're the same as the mother plant. So, so if you had a celeste, celeste fig uh, to start with, you still have a celeste fig plant. Now, <laughs> uh, basically what you want to do is uh, allow some of the new shoots to develop, cut all the dead stems off at the ground as close as possible. And at some point later this fall, you can remove perhaps half of them, leave the big ones, leave the uh, thick ones, because the, uh, the hardiness of a fig is in the size of the stems. Uh, remove as many as six or seven in place, Next year, you may want to thin that number down to four to five major trunks. And then uh, people always want to know how long it'll be before they have figs producing again. Uh, but, however, the plants are going to be extremely vegetative now after they sprout back. Fruit production may be delayed by two or three years hmm. unless... There's only two figs that I know of that will can be frozen down to the ground and produce figs that same year. And that one of them is called brown, the old brown turkey. turkey yeah. And the re- way you know you've got the true brown turkey, because there have been bad turkey sold. Oh. Is that it has a very split leaf uh, lobes on the, that looks like a, a turkey, turkey foot. And if it doesn't have that, years ago, they saw one, the margins were smooth all the way around rather than uh, a broken broken leaf or, or hmm. just shattered leaf. But uh, that will come back and yield some fruit the first year as it's frozen down. And then that... Uh, that uh, lemon fig that Dr. Laura Shree found in Del Rio will do the same, and probably faster than the, the brown fig. I was lucky. I the the uh, plant the figs on the south side of my property. Uh, they got frozen, and there's no fruit. There, there was one big one on the north side, yeah. and it really. Yielded a whole bunch, <laughs> and the birds went, went crazy. But it is also has another crop, of, yeah, uh, of smaller. Fish. Yeah, coming. Yeah, and this was uh, 
this crop that's there now is the one that gets left behind if the rains quit. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the way the rains have been going, they might, <laughs> might actually uh, mature. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, a lot of times those little green figs that form in the, and form into the uh, into the fall never ripen. Yeah, that's uh, they, they have that look about them. They, they stay hard. Yeah, they look nice. <laughs> and uh, we our group propagated that uh, lemon fig that I was talking about and for sales in the fall. And uh, so we'd have them out there in gallon-sized containers, number one, Smith. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you. Guess which ones they would buy the first? Ones with the fruit. Ones with the fruit. Oh, okay. And about the size of a marble, if that big. And I, I want to tell those people. I said that fruit's not going to ripen. I don't care what you do. Uh, but uh, it's just like people like to buy plants with flowers on them mm-hmm. that they can see. And uh, uh, so. Uh, that's why that's why they buy the plants with the fruit on, small fruit. But give it up. <laughs> I was out at a friend of mine's house in Seguin, and uh, it was the, the fig had lost their leaves like they do in the fall, and that fig that tree was full of little those little figs. I mean, just millions of them up there. So, uh, but they never ripen; hmm. they just fall off. But the uh, and Al, by the way, has told me that it, it's called Snowmageddon, not the Snowpocalypse. Oh, okay. So, all right. <laughs> Why do they? Uh, we get quite. A, we get some listeners that call and say, you know, they talk about instead of the freeze, they talk about the snow killing. Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which of course which is, is a little bit inaccurate. Just the opposite. Yeah, yeah. snow may. You have, brought that up last week with snow somebody. may have saved some. Of yeah, it was the freeze apocalypse. <laughs> but anyway, uh, now this rain freeze again. Uh, maybe some of our callers can call in, but I have heard by uh, different sources. That the uh, they had a good fig. We had a good fig crop. It was perfect weather for figs until they ripen, and then those rains caused them oh, to rot. No, yeah. So uh, now I haven't heard from my fig supplier yet. That's Forrest Appleton, because he always, when he felt beho- beholding or being nice to me. He would go out and pick me some figs because I love figs. That was nice. But do you know what else that's a problem with, Mel? What? They got a lot of sugar in them. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm diabetic. I love to eat figs, but I better have the insulin at arm relief. They don't love you back, you can, huh? You can have a handful of figs here and a, a, jar, a jar of uh, orange juice. There here. you go. Uh, really, really wipe you out. <laughs> us, us diabetics are kind of nonchalant about that. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Also, we got to watch for things we got to watch for at this time of the year is uh, chinch bugs in the sunniest, hottest parts of the St. Augustine turf. 
a lot of times it's right next to the sidewalk yeah. or the driveway, and it'll 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 appear will appear dry, but will not respond to water. You remember uh, what a couple of years back uh, <laughs> we had a lot of people call in uh, that uh, they were having a brown spots, and a lot of people wanted to blame that on uh, dry net or dry weather or whatever. Yeah. And you, we would tell them if we're suspicious that that's what it was, to put the water hose down there and let it grow on slowly or get a drip hose. And uh, but if if that didn't work. And you said it would work pretty pretty fast. Put that water on. Yeah, there. it usually does if it, you know if your lawn hasn't been uh, dried out for months. Yeah. And the idea what Jerry's talking about is that if you give it if it's a hot part of the lawn yeah. and you give access to some quick water, generous water, mm-hmm. it usually greens up within a couple of days. If it doesn't. <laughs> then you get the suspicious about chinch bugs. Oh. Are chinch bugs the ones that you uh, put the can yeah. in the soil and water? Yeah. Okay. But, Milton, you remember you've got to cut the bottom of the can out. Oh. A lot of people, uh, you know, just cut the top out and, and try to sink it. And so you cut the top out. Do you, do you dump the ingredients that are in the can? No. You just Oh, eat? well, yeah. I guess you're All right, and then yeah. you take it and you turn it over, <laughs> cut side down, right? And then how do you fill it with water? Uh, well, that's hard to find. I figure out. Okay, you might want to cut both ends. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. that would work. Yeah. Okay. And the bit, uh, the. Uh, hey, spe- <laughs> speaking of rain. Oh. Um, yeah. Let me let me get this over with. No, it's a, it's complete, it's completely out of the forecast now. Not what? Even, not even the twenty percent. Did it hear me? I think it did, and it said, <laughs> "Okay, fine, we're going to show you." I forgot. All right. Did 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 you want to come on the air? Let's come check with you and find chance see if there's anything. That's big, Ivy. Oh no, that's a. Uh, did you want to come on the air with your question? <laughs> okay, well, let's, we'll, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> we'll take a quick break and come back in a second. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. That was quick. South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road. What's that song? Midnight Flyer. All right. Birthday of uh, Bernie Ledden. I don't know. From the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've heard of the Eagles. Okay. Uh, close enough. <laughs> so, okay. 210-308-8867. 210 8867 toll free it's 866-308-8867 and sometimes you're walking around out in the garden yeah looking at your cannas vinca ground cover i don't think anybody this is not the vinca we talk about all the time hmm. uh red buds the pyracanthus and also grapes uh, the the leaves will be closed unto themselves. In other words, a full-grown leaf 
will uh, actually be curled over on itself. And uh, then you pull that curl open, and it's got some webbing in there, and it's also got some, a worm in there, a little oh. worm. And, you know, the leaf is, like I said, rolled over on itself. You know what they call that worm? Leaf roller? You're amazing, Miss. <laughs> How could we do this there's show there, without there's, that? There's not a lot of imagination that goes into it. <laughs> hey. Actually, but, it, but the purpose is less about creativity and names and more about just what it does. I wish it, it also is uh, the leaf roller has a... A formal butterfly name too. Oh, does it? Yeah, so that you. The leaf roller butterfly? No, no, it's, it's yeah. a much more of an exotic. Oh, do you need give to it? That? Yeah, give it a little classy. Yeah. So, so if you're, because a lot of folks now are planting uh, cannas and yeah. for, for to attract the leaf rollers because of the they're one of the caterpillars. Oh yeah. Species. Uh, they, they've sold some beautiful cannas out here, yeah. right, right there on the sidewalk. The. Uh, and they, oh, it is! It is. Is this? Wow! Is it? What does it look like? I see two of them. I've got tortix moths and Brazilian skippers. Brazilian, Brazilian skippers. Uh, okay, yeah, those are. The, what are the damn things doing up here? I don't know. They should have stayed in Brazil. Well, what I say? They're not. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're apparently they're in Alabama too. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, yeah, they're, they're they're pretty common. Yeah. But uh, also, leaf rollers, uh, they didn't mention it, in this, but uh, grapes. When you, when you go out and you look at the Mustang grape growing all along the roadsides, yeah. into the trees, covering the trees, if you look at those leaves about this time of the year, you see they're almost all rolled, especially the Mustang grapes. Hmm. But... Uh, once they roll like that, once the leaf roll, uh, you can't hardly kill them with insecticide. Because you can't get to them? You can't get to them. They're, uh, they're on a little canopy in there, Milton, like a tent. Okay. They're taking care of their babies. Aw. So, uh, and they eat, a lot of times they'll eat the, the babies will eat the inside of the leaf out. Safe and sound in there from any type of insecticide. Uh... I don't even think we recommend something like malathion. Probably wouldn't wouldn't hurt them, and uh, systemics don't get in there quick enough. A lot of times, too, if you think of our, where the cannas prosper, yeah, in water. I mean, close to water, and <laughs> yeah. in, and uh, oh, rugged, uh, slopey, mm-hmm. probably where it's very hard to do a systemic. Oh, yeah. They've got and they've got beautiful cannas now, and some of them are uh, said to be leaf roller resistant. I don't know if that's been proven out or not. Hmm. But as Greg always says, you cannot grow cannas in Texas. You can't. You cannot. You cannot. Okay. That could be either one. You can, uh, or you can. Uh. I'll let you speak to Greg about it. Oh, dear. He's not going to uh, yell at me like he yells at you, is he? Yeah. Oh, no. And then, about this time of year, now especially that it's turning hot, mm-hmm. people are going to notice that they're 
new gold lantanas and all most of the lantanas, uh, especially new gold, are out of bloom. And you see those lantanas over there on the ground, Milton, or yellow ones? Yeah. Are they out of bloom? No. I don't think so. No, there there's some that are, yeah, actually even though the ones that don't show you if you look really closely. <laughs> yeah. And what's a butterfly on that one, Calvin? Can you tell? There's a is butterfly. There, is there a butterfly? Uh, yeah, there's a butterfly on one of the the lantanas. I don't see it. That the lantana oh, butterfly oh, the one that's yeah, yellow. Over there, yeah. But anyway, what's causing that? Oh, you're looking at those. Yes, those are not that that's very clear. <laughs> those are in bloom. Yeah. Uh and if you notice the plantings around the banks and things like that, that's what they use. I bet you ninety to ninety-five percent of all the lantanas planted in cities around banks and things is new gold. Oh, okay, that's the Texas superstar. Man. Okay, but if that goes out of goes out of bloom in the middle of the summer when it should be blooming its brains out, what's the problem? It's genetically uh, programmed to bloom a lot. But if you look at the leaves and they got little specks on them. Oh, okay. And Leaf. <laughs> Leaf. Lace bugs. Yeah. I was trying to throw a hint. <laughs> that, no. Lace bugs. You know, I haven't seen many lace bugs well, yet. Well, it's been raining so much. Yeah. Oh. I think that's the problem. Oh, uh, that's the good I'd benefit. be a little nervous of these guys here on... It looks like they're kind of uh, overextended with uh, the blooms and, all, and no foliage. It looks like the the uh, this other group here is a little uh, more capable of being transplanted. <laughs> but this the, the we're look we're looking at is uh, some examples of of uh, new gold new golds that are different different kind of blooming patterns. You know, and there is a native. Is the native the one that has all the colors in the flower? Yeah, pink. Yeah, it's pink and yellow and purplish, and yeah, it's blooming. You know, you know the name of that man? Uh-uh. Horda. H-O-R-R-I-D-A. Horda. 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 Why Horda? Because <laughs> it's all over the place. Oh, okay. Species. It is all over the place. Ranchers don't like it. I bet they all. don't. And uh, we have one that's got planted, I guess, by the birds. Yeah, the deer won't eat in it. the uh, in someone's area between the, the sidewalk and the yeah. And it's nice and big and healthy, and now <laughs> it's coming over the sidewalk. It's, yeah, and you can keep cutting it down, and it ain't it, it ain't going away. Okay. Uh, well, there's a there's a. Uh, Exotic one too that is naturalized. Oh wow! What does that look like? That uh, I'm trying to think. One of them is pink and one of them is uh, yeah. orange. Hmm. Hmm. But they're I mean they they grow side by side. They're all over the. <laughs> if you like, I can send you a picture. <laughs> no, I, I okay. Ton of them, but I, I can't I can't remember uh, yeah. what that one is Gina. called. Yeah, late, bu- late bugs continue to turn the leaves of pyracanthus, bur oaks, sycamores, and other plants tan. In other words, that's a, a, a quick uh, There's your person. problem or shows that you've got lace bugs. And you see their, uh-oh, no. You'll see their black droppings on the backs of the leaves. 
little black poops. Oh, on what? The back? On the backs of the leaves of la- when lace bugs are Oh, okay. I, I guess they're indiscriminate about their they don't restroom facility. They just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you probably won't be able to see the pests themselves because they're small and they're fast. Uh, most insecticides will prevent this damage from showing up in the first place. But if you hadn't been spraying with a, a insecticide, I don't know if spinosad works or thing. It, may, it might. Uh, for an organic if you get lucky, lucky on the timing. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people recommend putting down a systemic in the spring. Yeah, that's Trace's favorite. A systemic insecticide to be taken up by the roots and uh, into the foliage, which will kill the first attack of the uh, leaf bugs. I think if you generally if you spray in May, you yeah, you yeah. can pretty well keep ahead of them or drench them. You know, just yeah. drench the plant. The uh, Oh, but the problem, once you see that speckling on the leaves You've got and everything else, they've damaged the leaves, mm. so the leaves stay ugly all the time. You know what you do with that, man? Get your weed eater out there, son. Mm-hmm. Flexible string trimmer. Yeah. Trim them to the ground or close to the ground. Hey, you get all that spotted foliage off and uh, throw a little fertilizer on them. Keep them watered. They'll come back. They'll be back before you know it. Okay. So the, and you're not going to kill them cutting them back. Hmm. You're not going to kill them <laughs> whatever you do to them. Yeah. But uh, that's the way to handle lace bugs. Hopefully you you begin to notice them go out of bloom before the leaves get so discolored. Oh, get. Sometimes you can intercept that, uh, catch them mid Going out of bloom and just you don't have to trim them all the way down. You can trim off that. Yeah, the top. Top so. Again, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Have a couple. Uh, have room for a couple more questions, real quick. At two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. There's your purslane and. Uh huh. Yeah. She's got some. What's the tall purple? Oh gosh. Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> Oh, it's a it's a plant that we promoted last year. Oh, huh. okay. Not a. Can you remember that? Not a vitex or no, uh, not, not a larkspur, is it? No, no. Okay. Uh, but the deer didn't eat it, and we uh, got excited about it. Oh, is it too late? The ones I planted didn't do anything. Is it too late to to plant sunflower seeds if I want the big tall ones? Yes. Oh, well, the sunflowers are strange. I, I, I never, like mine, they'll, they're dropping their seed now, but the seed does not re-sprout until next spring. Okay. Now, and there's a whole lot of different uh, uh, versions. So there's some may sprout at a different rate at a different time of year, but... Most of the ones we have here that naturalize, they're they're getting they're going downhill now. They've got uh, the flowers and they've got the seeds developing, uh, but they're not putting up new plants. Okay, so the ones that might do okay are they the big tall ones or no? Yeah, I w- if you've got seeds of the some of the big ones, you might try them okay. in the garden. Yeah. 
I will try them. Our buddy in uh, Johnson City has found. Is this Johnson City Joe? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure because you sometimes he, give him He keeps grief. me well informed. Okay. Uh, he says he found some Ponderosa lemon hmm. and a Bush Myers lemon. And he has questions. How well would a Ponderosa lemon do in the hill country? Uh, and concerning fruit, do you give up quality to size? And I would say that's yes. Uh, we've had such good luck with people with the mire around here. I've never, I've not heard of the bush mire. Well, that's what you de- you designate depending on what the, <laughs> the uh, root socket? vegetative sprouts are. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. if you got. Seven little stems, it becomes a bush. You got one, <laughs> one nice solid, it's a tree. But one, th- <laughs> one thing that uh, Johnson said Joe should be aware of is that uh, lemons are pretty cold sensitive, especially up around Johnson City. I think they got even colder than we did down here. What? And uh, I personally think that the Myers lemons, which we've had good results. And here, around here, with the Myers lemon not freezing, then you have a Myers. Oh yeah, I've okay. Had Myers. And Myers, the thing about Myers, it's uh, <laughs> uh it's uh, it's it's smaller. <laughs> it's it's a smaller lemon, which can be used as a lemon. Much much higher yield. The Ponderosa. Yeah. See, it looks like they have three or four per plant. And Ponderosa is big as a big Ponderosa <laughs> house. They're big. Okay. <laughs> well, big as a. I said. I think I said football yesterday. Or we're talking about. Uh, Definitely bigger than a tennis ball. Yeah. But oh, yeah. They're some bad. of them. Uh, uh, yeah, like grapefruit. Close to, yeah, grapefruit. Yeah, close fun. to softball size. Yeah. But then when you get to you getting ready to use that on your in your lemon tree, lemon tea, lemonade tea, uh, how do you handle that big fruit? It's so big. Yeah. You can cut it into slices, but it, uh, it's a lot easier to use. Meyer lemon. Is it as tart as, isn't Meyer a little sweeter? Or I think Meyer's a little bit sweeter. I'm trying to, uh, I don't remember a Ponderosa. I don't either. No, yeah. Forget Meyer that. has a distinctive taste that's that I really like, but yeah. I don't know about Ponderosa. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold on that uh, Meyer. And especially if they, if they had a, if they have a dwarf Meyer, that would be even better for containers that you can move in. So, uh, All right. let me see what else. Yeah, we got about a couple minutes, but I'll tell you while he's looking for this last thing, and we'll, uh, we've got a blood drive coming up here at Millburgers. August is going to be real busy, and they're going back to having their uh, seminars. Um, if you look on the website, millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, you'll see the blood drive is coming up not next Saturday, but Saturday the 7th from 10 o'clock to 3. We'll try to get you more details next week because uh, the nursery always does a nice giveaway, and then so does the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. They always have nice uh, thank you uh, gifts as well for donating blood, and blood is in uh, short supply, still kind of coming out of the, the COVID situation with the blood, so uh, you can donate. 
great and uh, know that uh, you're you're doing a great job for your South Texas neighbors. And then uh, we have, a, it looks like, a, a seminar coming up on um, what David Rodriguez is doing. I'll have to get the exact title. But that looks like it's toward the end of August. But uh, we'll, we'll give you more information on that, too. Um, Trey said it had to be moved, and so I don't know if they've... Uh, if they've moved the, uh, the seminar but haven't done it on the calendar yet or if the calendar is correct. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep doing research and find out for you on that. Yeah, and don't forget that uh, they've got a pretty good supply of Belinda's Dream Room. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you brought that up. And uh, it's on sale. Yep. Number three pot, 20, usually twenty four ninety nine, on sale for twenty four eighty eight, or two for $45. Okay. Now. You. You've got like five seconds. Don't, See don't, you next time don't, on The Answer. Really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>